0: Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Uh, So this is the last one before we uh, have a little bit of downtime. Downtime, really? Uh, (laughs) Are we dreaming? (laughs) Are we dreaming? (laughs) Yeah. If we, uh, I guess if we... uh, frame it in a realistic term uh when we sort of have to concentrate fully on having kids off school which is the this that's the reality of of life um so yeah we're going to talk a little bit about summer um just sort of mull over some strategies to get you through that period of school closure if you're a mum um if you're going on holiday to somewhere sunny, how exciting, but also that can be quite challenging, and just to sort of um yeah, the, the offerings that we've got um on lovesober.com that might help you and um just to sort of yeah, sign off and and finish up and we'll be back in September. We've got some wicker guests um sort of planned in for September. Um we're gonna be talking to Taryn Strong if She Recovers, um We're going to be talking with Agenda, the Alliance for um, Women and Girls, which is a very, uh, very important charity looking at uh, multi disadvantaged women and how um, the crossover between kind of trauma, mental health and alcohol is affecting women. So that's kind of very important to us. There's quite a few sort of topics that have come up recently um, in terms of, you know, really looking deeper into social problems i guess um within the lgbtq plus um community uh within various ethnic diversities um for women for um straight men you know there there is a diverse sort of individual issues around shame alcohol mental health trauma etc which we are, we want to explore a bit deeper um in september as well as throwing in some sparkles and and sober love and joy <laughs> as well. <laughs> so before we start, uh, just check in and say hi. So hi Kate, how you doing? Hiya. Um, yes, I've got a busy, busy, busy week. Um
1: like lots of stuff going on with school again. It's like a major week for us because we've got a, a, a yeah, like a massive school meeting. Um, and sports day. Um what else are you doing are you doing the
0: potato sack race are you are you doing that
1: what do you think (laughs) (laughs) on on a scale of one to ten do you know i i it's funny though because i am the kind of person who like um the old headmistress of our primary school um actually pointed me out in one assembly and said well done for opting in mrs stenhouse that's my married name (laughs) Because I was, I'm like the like the donkey out of Shrek. It was like, pick me, pick me, and it's like, no, this is for the children, Mrs. Dennis. So I am that kind of joiner in. So it was a fa- it was a fair question, yeah. but um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm just going to go for the kind of cake this year. I think.
0: Apparently, a lot of schools. I heard um, my friend was saying that they they've sort of basically banned the mums and dads race because yeah. it was getting so Yeah, it was actually that, um, there been injuries, like big yeah, injuries. There was someone mm. someone broke like broke his ankle or something, one of the men. Um, yeah. so now I can't remember what they do. I think they do it only with the kids or or they're not doing it at all or something. We don't have sports day in France. Mm. My kids We've got if one I like... were, if I was like egg and spoon they'd be like "What are you talking about, mummy?" Not that they talk <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh F, uh a what a phrase? Quier yeah spoon <laughs> but I, I I might have to sort of introduce it to them anyway, yes, there you go. I found something to do from with my yeah. summer holidays with my kids. just talking about just really really quickly we
1: talking about strange things like sports day and adults getting over competitive over egg and spoon we've got a village near us called Bolney, and every year they do the Bolney pram race um at easter um, and I went a <laughs> to promote Priscilla last year. <laughs> And it was, like, freaking terrifying because basically people, you see grown-ups dressed up, like, as clowns or babies in prams and they just basically (laughs) push each other down the hill and then there's a prize at the end end of it. Honest to God, it was like, you know what, only in the UK, in rural areas, do you get that manner of kind of brilliant madness.
0: Yeah, (laughs) there was actually kind of a a report on a French TV programme about... You know where near where I grew up in, in Gloucestershire about cheese rolling, and they were like, yeah. you know, this, this this whole thing was like, you know, in England, then they throw big cheeses down the hill and then they chase the cheeses, and it's really dangerous and stuff. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's scary. Anyway,
1: anyway, on to summer, right? Yeah, so yeah. so we did do this last year, didn't we? So we could probably post up. Although you did that a lot a couple of weeks ago. Just flag those episodes up again. But, yeah. I mean, you know, this period of school closure with the sun, with the overwhelm, expectations we put on ourselves. Maybe it's your first summer sober, which is almost like a bit like Christmas, isn't it? It's like that mm. first. and And there are those expectations to be kind of having a good time. So what what would you say
0: about that? What would be your take on that? Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people that listen to us are mums, but I do think it applies too for sort of people that are in full-time work. You know, you have such a sort of... That's, in a way, even... I mean, that's a different thing because you have such a short period of time. You know, you might only have two weeks off, uh, whereas if you're kind of, um, you know... Um, a mum or a parent that 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 has to sustain uh, the whole six weeks of the school holidays, it's um it's a different kind of kettle of fish. So I guess if we're looking at sort of, you know, that intense two week or one week holiday with your family, there is all the expectations that you're going to have the best time ever. Um, so that kind of needs to be looked at, I guess, because we put an Im- immense amount of pressure on ourselves um it's like we imagine someone it's like we we put a camera on our back Yeah, I was gonna say it's like watching a film or something we expect to um and and so you know we're we're, if it's sunny we should be outside all day having the best day like you know we should we should be doing this you know the kids should be entertained having the best time um a lot of shoulds yeah, and it's it's a lot to sustain. So I guess the first thing is kind of like it's your family and it's your experience and it's, you know, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. And, you know, you you might have different financial uh, constraints to other people. You might have – you might be on your own. You don't have the support of a a partner. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sort of different situations where you might feel – that your holidays aren't good enough. Yeah. Um, you know, or maybe your family has kind of... Um... Stay
1: off Facebook, right?
0: Stay yeah. off
1: Facebook for the comparisonitis because that's going to make you feel shit.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah, that thing of remembering that uh, those things mm. are only snapshots mm. of a of, of day and, exactly. and the perfect moments. And, and so I guess it is, it's making a world, we talk about this a lot, but making yeah. a world small and just like, and, and trying to appreciate the little things in your own routine and, and the way things work with you. And even if it is super sunny outside, if you see your kids are tired or you're tired and, you know, the best thing to do right now is to put down a film, you know, put on a film and just sort of like have downtime, then that's okay too, you know? So I guess it's like writing your own agenda on yeah. what makes a good holiday.
1: Yeah. Um, do you know you take... could do a bit of coaching around that, couldn't you? you could do like a be, do, have kind of activity. So, you know, what what do I what do you want it What do you want to do? So you could do your list of you know what what, what ideally you'd like to do, and how you would like to have it feel. You know that being, I suppose, mm. that quality of actually, I would like to be relaxed. I would like to be sort of present, rather than filling your entire diary with like okay we're going to Thought Park and then we're going to go because da, 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 da. I know I've done that in the past is mm. that I tend to panic at an empty diary yeah with same. the kids so I just go ah, and then fill it and then we've got the overwhelm so maybe there's something there about like yeah sort of kind of strategizing your your doing and putting your key dates in there and then sort of forcing yourself I'm talking to myself forcing myself to just literally not book anything that particular day on it on that Tuesday right got something on Monday yeah. got something on Monday so leaving your leaving it open for being on whatever comes up in the moment and for the down scheduling your downtime like you would if you were like doing the school stuff as well or the, you know in the office
0: yeah so I think you know, that in terms of the, that kind of um, the way that that period can make you feel and and all that leads to that kind of leads can lead to drinking, you know, in the sense of like, it didn't turn out that expectation didn't turn out. I, f- I fucked it up. It didn't turn out like everyone got hot and sweaty and I shouted and now I feel bad and, you know, and we're not having the best time. And that leads back to that kind of comfort of a glass of wine you know of like oh well like you know fuck it I'm just gonna have a glass of wine and like I'm so bad and everything you know all those sort of inner meanie conversations Mm. come come out so I guess yeah it's that that working to be like right this is just about me and my husband or my kids or or me on my own like you know this is my experience and what other people are doing is their own thing and I'm just concentrating on trying to have, you know, qu- yeah, it's quality in in a kind of uh, what's the word in a way that's possible, you know? Yeah, uh, ra- realistic, around the constri- yeah. yeah, realistic around the constraints of 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 your life. Yeah, and I think also to put in there
1: that because I mean I remember way back um and sort of that sort of pressure of getting together with other mummies and then there was that thing in the somehow the the the, the communal wine o'clock when the mums are kind of being shut oh do you think we can do you know what i mean oh yeah go yeah. on so there might be a bit of a you know choose your company i guess and just watch out for that permissive like look out for those signals and play it forward like you know actually <sighs> I, I just remember those those actually it seemed like a good idea and after half a glass of wine you're like, actually are they all right? And the trampoline. It's not it's not relaxing. It's no. not the time to down tools. Do you know what I mean? And the and the heat and the hangover and all of that all of that sort of stuff that I think does kind of almost ramp up in the summer. Do you know what I mean? That's that's yeah. summer feeling of I deserve and it's kind of that holiday feeling. I don't know what you Well, you're I thinking. noticed
0: that someone asked me advice about social, you know, so, socials, sober socializing. Mm. Um, and it, I think it's like challenging your existing beliefs, you know, on every situation that you come into that has alcohol. It's like, you know, why is it there? Why? Yeah. What does it add? Yeah. Like, you know, I went to the theatre, I must just say, like I went to see The Gay Sober last Yay. night in um, in Regent's Park, you know, open-air theatre. It was absolutely Amazing. beautiful and I, miss, I missed you and I, I cried. Yeah, me too. Um, but, you know, I looked around and because it is that sort of, you know, quintessential, you go with a picnic, you know, and so there was like a lot of people in the stalls of the theater drinking prosecco and drinking wine and you know because i now challenge my existing beliefs around mm. alcohol i sat there going why mm. like what what, what is add? this what is this adding to your mm. experience like and and then again if you look at stuff from a child's point of view you know it's like i was thinking of areas of collective joy so you know we going on to that because i'm studying kind of addiction and part of um as we know we've talked about you know addiction is the opposite of connection so when you have had maladaptive behavior and you've been dependent or reliant upon a substance or porn or you know the internet or whatever for dopamine hits, and you're you're coming out of that, and you're reconnecting with yourself, which is essentially what you need to do. You know, going from a place of disconnect to connection. Part of that is collective joy, mm. so it's being around uh, places where you um, you have common feelings. You know, so obviously, awe is a massive part of that. So mm. th- that's where in AA you have yeah. the whole essence of the uh, higher, the higher power. power yeah. You know, and going to church. Okay, I don't go to church. Mm. But then I was thinking about church and I was like, well, no one drinks in church, right? Well, they do. They
1: have communion wine.
0: Oh, do they? (laughs) But not a lot. I mean, they're not like...
1: (laughs) Don't get me started on that one. We're going to have to do one on that at some point. Um, But, you know, that is, I remember sitting in, in a church. I remember early on. Sorry, I'm gonna digress. No, but it was but somehow sitting in that ancient building and and you know, different like for me, the tradition, because you know, obviously there's different denominations and people there is that collective joy for some people who are With the gospel singing, with all of that community thing, 100%. And for me, I had like a little moment as I just sat and look at the sun streaming through some stained glass windows. And I appreciate it on an aesthetic level. And I get very high on my own supply over aesthetics, anything nature, anything uh, visual you know and also then the singing as well you know so there is that and that's why the theatre sorry I was gonna say that's why you know like I had that experience at Glyndebourne where I was just elevated it was like seeking out those because as well again don't get me started on how you know the origins of theatre and ritual and religion were quite similar as well so there's a real interplay I'm quite interested in the intersection of all of those and and going into a different world so you have you almost suspend your adult brain and you going to make believe Mm. And, again, that's one of those practices. But, sorry, yeah, so that's collective joy. Sorry. No, but I, so there's two on. things there. Like, mm.
0: obviously, you know, you kind of watching the the, the light stream through the windows, mm. you know, that's mindfulness, isn't it? That's taking you down to a moment of, like, essence of yeah, looking around. True. So, again, that's a huge practice in terms Kiss. of neural yeah. pathways in your brain yeah. and, and developing ha- happiness. And then collective joy is the sense of... of of being in awe and wonder that brings you back to yourself, yeah, and being so common been... humanity, yeah.
1: You and, and in your brain, apparently, and it's why it's different than being on on the screen. Because when you're physically face to face with people, you have these amazing things called mirror neurons in your brain, and that they mirror. So if someone laughs, that's why laughter is contagious. So if someone is joyful, your brain just mirrors it, and it will pick you up. So. Again, that is so important. You when you're feeling low, and you might be like, "Poor me, pour me a drink," instead of isolating to get out to to connect with people, because they will, you know, those mirror neurons will do the work for you in a way. Um, you know. Yeah, I
0: mean, and that's why, like, I guess I, you know, I loved festivals so much. You know, it is that collective joy of like listening to music or dancing or or singing as you said you know Mm. those are all places that bring me very make me very emotional like whenever I go to the theatre or the circus or Mm -hmm. whenever I'm with the kids in the the sea and everyone's like joyful and like laughing and trying to catch the waves Mm. those are the moments where I catch my breath and I get emotional because I'm like
1: they're
0: very rich aren't they it it feels like wonderful and Mm. You know, so when you're sat in those places and you're like, oh, you know, like, a drink would be nice or whatever, it's like that's actually yeah. numbing out the feelings of exceptional joy and awe. Do you? You know, so, so you couldn't be drunk in the sea and you could, I mean, you could, but don't do that. Um, but you know when you get to those moments like capture those moments and Mm. sort of box them up because that's what you'll remember
1: yeah and I think that mindfulness goes to that as well too I you just reminded me you know when you we um were texting the other day and obviously I was saying that this week is a, a crazy week for me and I had gone after school, well actually around bedtime to a local nature reserve with my daughter and she'd taken one of the, uh, she wanted to catch crickets and this tiny little insect catcher and it was amazing, it was just this dusk, it was empty, we were on this meadow uh, with loads of crickets and we were just in this moment and I just felt like topped up by that moment, and I felt rich, and I, I said, "She didn't." I, I just mm. felt like everything, all the crap that I'm dealing with at the moment, just sort of melted away. And I was in there, and I felt really grateful. And I was remember reading something, and I actually remember writing a blog about this, and I might link this about. Um, and this is before science. I did science of happiness, so I didn't really know about the all connection and how that's like a power ball for sobriety and wellness. But it's um, so. You have chronos, the Greeks saw time in chronos which is chronological minute to minute time but they also saw it as kiros or krios moments which they call god moments which are when time expands and when you're prop- properly in the moment and you have that connection and everything do you remember you experience this really mm. time can go weird it can be a minute or an hour and they actually identified that and those moments as being very very powerful um oh. so so the greeks were onto it you know So I love
0: that about the science of happiness and all the mindfulness because
1: actually they are old wisdoms. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I read the
0: book about that. I'll have to link it, but it is. It's about sort of where modern science and the old wisdoms um, cross over, basically. You know, it's very, very interesting. So, yeah, I guess it's that that challenging your beliefs around it and challenging, you know, um, sort of why and and where these feelings of wanting to drink come from um a lot of self-protection in terms of who you're spending time with um preparation you know making sure if you're going to like a picnic or you're going to um a festival or anything and we had some uh, members of our group met up at Glastonbury which was just the best thing reclaim
1: yeah well it's um, the reclaim and reframe isn't it again as well like i i do think that if it's your first summer sober there's a lot of that mental boot camp that you're talking about that needs to happen and i remember in a way don't i would say don't expect yourself to be all singing all joyful like it might be it might be tough because actually it's not going to be dreadful but the mental tenacity, the mental resilience that you have to have, like you say, when you come across associations, you have to reframe. Mm. And, and at the in the early days that's that's pretty constant because they fly up at you all the time. There was my patio, oh there was a my my went to yeah. glass wine. Reframe. Okay, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna have a minty or a elderflower presse. I went out uh, just, you know, the school then there's I don't know, there were seven pims at the school picnic do you know what I mean oh I deserve no I don't okay what am I gonna do and you're like work 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 work." there is a lot of work but it 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 gets so much easier doesn't it after that first
0: yeah I mean I I, I had to do that like you know every single patties like in France I guess in England it's like a beard garden but in France it's like the sort of street cafes you know mm. every day like oh okay yeah. no yeah,
1: and you've got to do a bit you've got I, I just because I mean I've been like I'm you know what I'm like I'm all about the bit of the ore and the powerball and getting high in your own supply and the glitter and the spark and a bit of velvet because I need that because that's where my brain has to be to lighten stuff right but I sometimes think some that can be a disservice to people sometimes in the, then you're like, well, why aren't I happy? Why aren't, and then yeah. it's like, why aren't I bossing this? Like, again, I'm seeing on my Facebook groups or I'm seeing on Instagram, you're winning at Sober. Look at you, you know. But actually, this is really hard work for me. And just to remember that it just freaking is in the early days, isn't it? And that's why yeah. you're awesome. And that's why you're going to get the big gold star. And that's why you're going to feel amazingly proud of yourself. And you're going to look back and go, I fucking did that. And I am awesome. And you will have that. Cause, yeah because that's what you get when you just day day to day do your mental reframe and you make that commitment and you do it and
0: yeah. then
1: you find yourself forgetting more and more don't you you're like and now i'm like i go to glimble and i don't even think of a, a, a glass no. of any oh it wouldn't i got i took three cake types of cake with me that it was my birthday, <laughs> you know. And I actually, to be honest, I didn't even like I wouldn't have minded if I hadn't even had that. It was just about being in that experience. And if someone had told me like 10 years ago that I would not be just kind of looking at my watch, waiting to get to the theatre bar, really, yeah, I would have just gone, Yeah, well, you're are just boring, aren't you? And now I'm like, What was that, you know? But it's amazing, yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. And what I found really interesting last night walking around sort of the theatre, that there was, you know, a a massive bar, Mm. you know, really, really big bar. And then at the end, there was a little, like, cafe area where you could buy cake and tea. And there were some people there, you know. And I would have completely ignored those people in the past. There were, you know, there was about, there was, I'd say, hundreds, hundreds of people at the bar. And there was probably about thirty people having a cup of tea and a piece of cake, but like I just wouldn't have even have seen those people. Like I wouldn't even have known that there was you could, wouldn't have the option on the of having a cup of tea, you know, like and a piece of cake at the theatre. Just wouldn't it wouldn't have even occurred to me. And we feel like we're so alone and that no one else is doing this, and no one else is making these choices. Hmm. But there are people, you know, and some of those people probably just like they just well, that's what they fancy is having a cup yeah. of tea and a piece of cake. It's not even a forced choice. It's just yeah. like that's their habit. But I wouldn't have even have seen those people at all. It's but I true. Think, I then... think for me, like, sorry, just going back to what you were saying about it being so hard. Hmm. And I completely agree that, um, you know, this this is a sort of six years of, of me battling to get to where, things are um at the moment but my worst thing about the summer holidays was that there are no boundaries like it was the constant 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 day in day out drinking um you know that would go on for sort of six weeks and it would absolutely break me like I need boundaries like I'm much better in in day-to-day life when i do have routine i'm in london at the moment you know it was great we went to the theater um but i got back at like midnight and i didn't get to sleep till like half two three in the morning because i just that's my mental state that i i need routine so for me now looking back this me not drinking over the summer was an absolute savior not like um and i think that's the only thing i can really say is just like you getting up every day and making that resolve not to drink is saving your mental yeah. health
1: and it, and it's that's simplifying because how exhausting it is to be bartering with yourself like well I used to you know if if it if I if I'm not I, I this is how I used to be if it was like okay I'm not going to drink today that's fine I don't think about it But if I was like, oh, I decided by about midday. And often, sometimes it would change as well. Like, I'll go, oh, definitely. How often do you go, oh, I'm definitely not drinking today? And then you talk yourself into it. But, um, but, But generally, yeah, if I was hungover, I'd be like, right, I'm definitely not drinking today. And then it was almost like that was more simple... But the exhausting, then, right, so how long have I got? And then am I going to get a whole bottle? I can't get a whole bottle cause I still want to drink a whole bottle. So maybe if I get two of those little bottles, then, I'm, you know, I'll just be able to control that. And then I'll be like, oh, now I want more. Oh, my God, it's just fucking exhausting. So having that very strong, that's why we always say, isn't it? It's like moderation is like bullshit. Yeah. Exhausting. Moderation is the problem.
0: Yeah, it's not the solution. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and so having
1: the freedom, having the kind of no, it's off the agenda. Moving on next, right? That is it. Oh, God, thank that God. That is the most freeing that. thing. It is yeah. a freeing thing. And what I was going to say on that because we did talk about the offerings, but at this point, it's probably a good time to talk about thirty day thing because I think the other thing is to have a little daily focus, a daily anchor yeah of something to do something to think something to reflect on and lots of self-care so the 30-day essential toolkit on the love sober site uh it's still 30 pounds and it's going to be just i think i will keep it that way just before the summer i think um just you know keep it keep we're trying to keep it really affordable so it's 30 pounds for 30 days um and that's got lots of self care lots of tools lots of tips um and things about holidays and you know what we're talking about or and that those science of happiness things and you, and the things that segue into your recovery training as we found that they yeah. they often do um so yeah just having that little anchor point an email um and you're getting up in the morning and having that intention setting you know like well, how do I want today to be positive planner. (laughs) Yeah. I need sponsorship from them because how often do how often do we mention them? Um yeah, so that that would be mine as well. Like almost having it that's like having a personal project because you can get swept up in the overwhelm of the busyness. And so to have your little anchor points in the day to just yeah. bring it back to you, I think because that's the flip side of the joyful connection and everyone else in Barra is that for introverts and for busy people and for everyone, it's that knowing when to and factoring in those times for just recharge and solitude yeah and alone time if at all possible and then that I suppose that comes down to communication and support,
0: communicating mm.
1: with people nearby. Saying, look, I've got to have some time out. Like me and my husband, I've got. I suddenly go right. I've got to go to yoga. And now they're old enough, and he's around more. And um and he goes right. I've got to go on the motorbike. And it's like emergency exit strategies. <laughs> I'm just okay. Because you know, some. I think you start off with the best of intentions as well, don't you? I'm like okay. I'm going to plan it all out. And this is all looking really good. I'm winning. I'm winning at the summer holidays. And then by about week three. I'm sort of of hyperventilating because actually I just need a bit of fucking space. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's that that support again, isn't it? When you're a parent, it's all very well saying, well, then you just need to sit and reflect. It's like, well, I can't because they're yelling at each other. So actually, you just need the grandparents at that point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, this is the thing. And I think people forget because there is this whole like, you know, screen time and like, you know, TV or like I get it. Um, But if you're I mean, I'm basically a single parent like and I'm I mean, thank I mean, I think single parents are absolutely amazing and I'm not a single parent like I have the support of my husband, but he's just not there. But I am on my own with the kids. Let's reframe it like that, Mm. you know, five days a week. Um, and now they can be left on their own, but when they were little, there's uh, there's nowhere I could go. We didn't have any grandparents around. We didn't have any support, like, it was just us. Um, and so my kids are going to have screen time, yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly. not me being a bad parent. And, like, and I, I struggle with that so much, like, you know, that guilt and shame and, oh, my God, I'm such a bad parent because, you know, they've watched, like two films today and you know but it's again it's like taking that camera off the wall like it doesn't matter like the only thing that's important is that they've got you know a mum that is not stressed not drunk and not hung over like i mean essentially it's about maintenance to keep the family going in the the least stressed yeah. Sort of.
1: I think that is it's trying to keep those stress levels down. I really and I and I think, you know, for 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 me this year and, and the realisation now that, you know, as parents, if you if you've got an extra sort of caring role or, you know, parents of neurodiverse kids or who have extra needs, that's even more, you know, important to I don't know, just take the shits off and you know, see, I I would say see where you can get some some respite as well. Like mm. I I'm I'm finding out there's a few charities at the moment that someone said to me, or oh, you might be able to. There's like one that you can kind of go and have your nails done, or go to a spa if you've got if you're a carer of um, you know you, your children have got special educational needs. Um So yeah, I think it's it, it's about. You know, because we've got that whole routine thing as well, like the heat, the routine goes and all the rest of it. Mm. And that is like a pressure cooker. And, and I think as animals, we like routines, don't we? And it's really important to us. So I, I and sorry. I know what I was going to say. The good enough parenting. I'll tell you what, because of the stuff that I'm dealing as well, I just think about all the times I got my knickers in the twist about like a bit of screen time or mm. a TV dinner or, or a... I don't know, but I'm just like look, get a life, get a grip, it doesn't fucking matter. there's good enough parenting, and that's we're in it for the long game we're in it for the marathon it is not, and it's not some kind of competition, you know um so yeah, one hundred percent think yeah, what no, you can do. do and then dial it down by a
0: third you know yeah no I do uh, I do because i I mean I'm trying to sort of put myself in the head of someone that you know that's been. Stuck in that sort of on that that wheel hamster wheel of like you know I'm not gonna drink then i then I drank and now I feel bad about myself and that self shaming and that you know stuck in that kind of that cycle, and then you've got and then that makes you feel bad about everything else, so then it's like right well, I'm a bad mom because i I said I'd take them to the park and then we didn't go to the park and then you know, I, I was going to make this dinner, but I was really knackered. So they had like, you know, kind of nuggets and chips and so on. So I'm a bad parent. And oh, they've had yeah, like, yeah, 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 totally. you know, we've we've had pizza twice this week. So I'm a bad parent. And, and so I'm going to drink because I hate myself. And that constant cycle, which, you know, I w- was in, mm. it was self-sabotaging consistently because I felt that I wasn't good enough. Mm. You know, so I guess yeah, that's the only thing I can say before we sort of finish up and sign off. But it's like, you know, we we get you and we've been there. And you know, just take a deep breath and you are enough. Like you are enough. Yeah. And just being there with your kids and being present and not drinking—that's the biggest yeah, gift yeah. and that's the that's thing enough. that they. Yeah.
1: That's the it. <laughs> that's yeah. Um, I was going to say the amount of kind of drunken, guilty cupcakes I've made. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to make make some fucking cupcakes because that will prove that, I don't know, something. That you're a good <laughs> I'm mom. winning at being a yeah. mom. Look, I can make a cupcake. And, yeah, I really mm. get that. And I, I know what I was going to say. Yeah, the, when I had that moment, that crea, whatever it's called, moment in the nature reserve with my child, I... Um, been doing uh, you know there's quite a lot of mantra sort of stuff in yoga so that's kind of part of my practice but um and i said i'd heard this being said in yoga like setting a sankalpa or an intention and again it's a good anchor so all of these things sound quite lofty but what they are is they just call you back to the present call you back to the moment and a bit of mindfulness so this little thing i just said to myself put my hands on my heart i just said i am here right yeah. that's really powerful because we are so often not here um especially yeah. in the craziness of the summer holidays or the expectations you know the ritty chitra i think they call it the mind chatter is going bonkers it's the expectations it's the shoulds it's the wine witch because all of them best friends with the wine witch you know it's the same self-hating script it's the same i've got to change this script it's the same i can't face being here script so what do i deserve Mm. and that cutting through you know i am here this too and then seeing where you are is such a good anchor i think you know yeah um and if that doesn't work if that just makes you feel a bit twitchy then just distract and then get through have your butt till bedtime you know rinse and repeat
0: yeah Um, yeah. yeah it was that, that that thing that we talked with claire paulie about wasn't it it's just like um shifting normal habits you know so sit in a different seat don't go there go somewhere else you know um i mean we talked to someone once in not they, about like they play ping pong <laughs> yeah. you know it's just yeah, like do just something completely do something different so
1: randomly different yeah shake play, it play up ping-pong. shake it yeah. up and the what um oh bugger I was going to say something oh yeah the um, getting creative because we had another question didn't we about you know that whole what do you drink in the summer and blah 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 and um, and you know getting my bell tent was a big one for me because then I did like bunting and I was like doing elderflower and rhubarb and you know it's quite English country and my kids are quite small so I sort of I got into the wider sense of sort of trying to create something and visualise something that would feel rich rather than so it's that adding in rather than giving something up again you know like do you like lanterns and mint tea and olives like let's have a Moroccan vibe going you know add something in you know
0: yeah 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 find ways to elevate because often you do um... trying to
1: find a way to elevate something
0: I haven't done that much, like making sort of mocktails and and stuff, but I did do this one um, recipe, which was kind of like a pineapple juice ginger kind of grog. Um, And actually there was something really great about that whole process, you know, so it was like taking, getting it all the smells and stuff like that. It was a very Mm. sensory experience, having it bubble away. And then that kind of sense of satisfaction at the end that I had like a nice drink for this dinner party. So that's something to sort of think about of as well.
1: Oh, I know what I was going to say. One other way of looking after yourself, um, the nutrition, a bit of organise about nutrition, because even though that might feel like, oh, God, that's something else that I need to do, it's like running at the children's lunch boxes and filling up with the like the white carbs and all the rest of it that can be really triggery in terms of mm. sugar and then your mood spikes and everything and i've just bought i'm going to do another plug here i've got a great uh book called the midlife kitchen and it's mimi, mm. mimi spencer and something else and i it, like i haven't got time to do lots of their stuff but i um i got up early one morning and they give you like you can make these things like they've got this thing called the du- dukka, which is like ground up pistachios, pink peppercorns, cumin seeds and everything. And you, it doesn't actually take long. You just got to have the ingredients. You grind it up in a pestle and mortar and then put it on the shelf. And like the amount of times I just grab it, like I'll put a handful of leaves on the plate. Like maybe a bit of fish and then sprinkle that that over the top, and you've got an amazingly tasty dish. So I would say, even though it sort of seems like, like because we've got a bit of time just before the summer holidays, it might be worth looking at just some things like that. Do you know what I mean? How plan out your so you're not running at an ice cream. Do yeah, you know what I mean, and I don't know. I don't want to be too much like oh. But I just find I just know that that's been a trigger for me in the past. Like, it makes me feel crap, and my energy levels go. You know. So. Yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah. Okay, so we should probably uh, finish up. I um, yeah. wanted to say that we um, um, we made a decision recently to kind of really look at our as being working mums and well, essentially not earning any money <laughs> right now, look at where our energy is going, look at what um, what we're doing and what we produced, kind of trying to know our value, trying to kind of understand, um, I guess it's a kind of feminist uh, exercise, isn't it, to sort of look mm-hmm. at the, the woman's place and the mother's place in the, in, in the world, the working world. Um, and so we worked out how much that we... Um, we pay out of our pocket to, uh, launch the podcast, host the podcast website, um, and our group. Um, and so we set up a, a patrons account. Um, so if you like what we do and you feel like you want to make a donation to help us, um, it's obviously not obligatory at all, but, um, we do pay out to sort of get this podcast up and running and, and keep everything going. Um, and it's essentially, it's not sustainable for, for us as working, um, women. So yeah, we'll put the link on the the bio. I feel very uncomfortable. It's very un-British, mm. I feel very uncomfortable even talking about any of this, but, um, yeah, if you, if you feel that that speaks to you and you'd like to donate, then we'll put the, the link on, um, on the notes. Mm. So
1: yeah, become a, a love, sober patron. Or like, I like yeah. saying matron as well, though it sounds like, oh, matron. But I don't <laughs> know why anything like that is male, because patron is like father, isn't it? Yeah. Don't have That's love, true. sober matrons. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm finding that interesting because we're both, you know, like, um, I, like I'll i just do a little bit of a a little a, a pat on the back for me again just this week So I've got me, um, She Recovers designation. she recovers being an amazing organization um i've done a bit i've just posted it out a little bit on social media um put their link as well because they're just phenomenal sort of their idea is that we're kind of all recovering from something and you know that i I think that can sound a bit bleak but i actually if you break it down like I, i just think it's really true you know whether it could be bereavement you know life events like life chuck shit at us so periodically through our lives we will need to kind of regain our balance and recover and i think that's at its heart and um so it's, it's very interesting it's very trauma informed again it's that respectful kind of practice of your own life and regaining your balance and doing your healing which i guess we all are really aren't we like you know yeah um so and in that they they've been talking recently about financial recovery and that really spoke to me because I'm really happy to pay for other stuff but I really am so rubbish at like you know chart you know being able to name my price or my worth or anything and it's very interesting Yeah. yeah and I mean I know that I you know it goes right back to early Christian messages about you know not being able to serve God and money or money being the root of all evil. And when you stop picking mm. it apart, it's a bit bonkers, really. So I think if anyone's... I think we may do a podcast on that because I think yeah. it's a gender issue. I think many, 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 many women find money an uncomfortable subject. And there yeah. is a bit of financial recovery to be done for many... And for work, and for moms, and for single parents, and and that worth question as well, you know, because essentially we're unpaid manual labour at home, you know. Yeah. It, it it just reeks of it. So anyway, that would that would be my point to frame it in all of that is something yeah that quite interested in looking at. So yeah, become a motron. Love sober
0: <laughs> If you want,
1: if you want. Should we wrap up? <laughs>
0: tip of the right. day man tip of the day tip of the day um oh i don't know just go back to think about what you liked when you were a kid you know just like what was it that sort of that collective joy where do you find that you know is it in a football match or is it in a in the theater or hmm. is it Z. singing in a in a church is it is it Z. the zoo yeah. Well, would definitely be my sons he'll be like um yeah with the uh, zebras um but yeah just think about that and try and seek that out this this summer really you know and really take those moments to take a breath and go right i'm i love that like i'm here and yeah. just yeah. be present you know um yeah so seek out collective joy yeah and you
1: yeah i don't know really my tip of the day I keep going back to that that moment <laughs> that I yeah, so every if you can each day, so like if if I love the science of happiness and ways of i I keep saying this actually of putting power balls in right so so if you imagine you're kind of trucking along on your sober journey and you you know we can have sobriety fatigue we can just have fatigue or we can be early days and it's those practices that i call power balls so it could be like and and the other way i look at it is adding value so like if you say look go to town like this, this is a shit example but going to tesco right, i've got to go and do the shop so they've got a cafe there so when i was at i started stopping rushing through all of the to do's and the shoulds and the da 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 da, and i would choose a moment to elevate or put a power ball so i stopped and i bought myself a really nice coffee and i put cinnamon on it and i sat and i enjoyed that coffee Mm. so i mixed up a shit task with a treat, i suppose it's probably just giving myself immediate gratification for things that i need to do right (laughs) but i think if you keep those topped up you're less likely to sprint through the day and feel depleted and then have a fuck it moment at the end or go poor me because actually you've been giving yourself little treats and picking your spirits up and all through the day so, yeah, that moment to sit down, that moment to put a in, like making sure I just went to the nature reserve rather than just sit on TV as soon and just crash out. So, yeah, that would be my tip.
0: Yeah, I got completely like very, very surface. But, um, you know, I got my nails done. I saw your nails. They
1: really nice, dude.
0: Yeah. Um, and I never do that. And I'm not very, very girly girly like I, you know, I, d- I didn't sort of grow up that way I'm quite a natural tomboy. So stuff like that kind of means stuff to me, you know, mm. because it, it really, it, it's an extra sort of layer of like, ooh. And because it's so visual, because it's on my hands, mm. like it literally, it is that sort yeah. of thing of topping me up all the time. I just mm. keep going, like I'm talking to someone and I notice, I'm like, ooh, look at my, na- my nail. Did I tell <laughs> you
1: about when I was in labour with my with with William, my my eldest, right, my aunt, because it came nearly, it came, The birth, the event, came around my birthday, and my lovely aunt had had given me a spa thing, and actually, I was having my um, nails, my, my a pedicure and a manicure. As the day I went into labour, right, and I had to go back once because I started feeling peculiar. I was like, oh, I feel ever so strange. And then I went back and then they didn't see me because I think I was supposed to have something else done. And it's because I'd had a baby. (laughs) That's why I didn't go back to my follow up. Right. And I swear to God, during the labour, I kept looking at my nails and it gave me a sense of joy. Like they were they were great. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I'm winning at the nails. They were nail goals during labour, but you know, it really did. It meant something to me. So
0: you know, yeah. yeah. So I think there is a, there is something in that <laughs> in that aesthetic of just kind yeah. of like, and it's that putting yourself together, isn't it? It's like yeah. putting on yeah. lipstick or but yeah getting you know. It's just like oh, okay.
1: and I might have been naked and feral and kind of mooing like a cow, but I my nails and my toenails look. <laughs>
0: really ladylike
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh dear overshare should i sort of hashtag Oshare. do we need to put a like a disclaimer like warning that kate's doing some really horrific oversharing at the end i need a freaking (laughs) holiday dude that's what i need reasons to love sober (sighs) let's wrap this up okay let's wrap it up yeah reason to love sober that i don't really care if i overshare anymore that because i used to it used to be as a result of probably being anxious so overcompensating when i was hungover or the fact that i was pissed and now i just realize i'm just a bit of a knob and that i will overshare anyway but that's just me <laughs> Woo-hoo! but you, don't, but you don't
0: feel bad about no, it no really right? i don't really care i don't really care yeah no but i do think that i mean cuz i like my re- my reason to love sober was going to be having like you know, proper chats, like Mm. me and Lee, the Gay Sober, we had a really lovely sort of time together yesterday and we had big chats, you know, we are talking about sort of um, the problem, the sort of his experiences of shame and and growing up gay and, you know, sort of trauma and just those feelings and Mm. and the the importance of conversations being had within the gay community around alcohol because there's a lot of problems that are intrinsic to that minority group and you know big chats really interesting insightful chats yeah um you know someone that i've only ever met it was the second time we'd met and and i love that and again i would you know i would be the one that would be having some deeper meaningful like at a party you know or sort of like um and but then i'd be super paranoid about it you know because it'd be did yeah oh god I was like really like or you'd forget about it or I shouldn't have yeah and I shouldn't have said that to my ex-boyfriend and 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 then I you know and then I, I have had those conversations sober and just be like no like I needed to say that because it needed to be said and like I trust my own kind of um yeah most of the time I trust yeah. what comes out of my mouth. Not it doesn't always make sense, but that's fine. I do you not know, like yesterday when
1: I couldn't come and we both had a moment yeah. over Skype and like you were upset and I was upset as well. And again, things like that, I'd got, I, I had so little confidence in my emotional boundaries. I'd be like, should I, you know? Or... But it was just authentic, wasn't it? It was that, you know, we were able to sort of talk about it. And then I was like, oh, I'm so gutted, I can't come, and you're like, I'm so gutted, you can't come. And then, you know, and we just sort of, it was over. Like there was no drama, really. It was over. We, we, we did the, you know, the
0: emotional transaction almost. Skillfully, yeah, and I did think afterwards. I thought, God, that's probably quite good. She probably needed a bit of a cry, like a bit of a release, and I, and you know, and I could sort of pull my because I was basically having like a child tantrum. But that's Mm. how I felt. Yeah, I just felt gutted. Yeah, but you know, we got over it, and like we can realign. And and as mature adults, it was like, okay, you know, I completely understand where you need to be right now Mm. is with your kids, and you know, that's for your own well-being and for their well-being and that's that's the mature choice yeah. and it's not always easy Bummer. and it sucks it does but... suck it did suck it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> still sucks actually i'm quite angry about it then. <laughs> <laughs> but you can process yeah. emotions, you can process you know I mean? exactly you go through those yeah. those stages you go through like sadness you go it's a grieving process isn't it you go through sadness you go through anger you go through frustration and then you go through healing and that's what we've learned by being sober so yeah, indeed, good yeah. point to end on thanks well done <laughs> so um
1: well we're gonna wrap up now aren't we for the summer holidays? yeah so we hope that you all have a really lovely summer break um a holiday being whatever you're doing you know and and stay safe um yeah yeah just and just looking after you and knowing that you're awesome and like doing the the sober path is if it's not feeling like it's paying many dividends at the moment it certainly will do you know if you're struggling just reach out get support Um, If you're bossing it, then enjoy those moments, you know, like if you're on a really good roll and just keep like doing the self-care, keep checking in, keep being present, keep identifying your needs, you know, and just, yeah, uh, and just, I don't know, just really feel very honoured that we can do this podcast, that we have the platforms to be able to share our stories and to talk about this and that people tune in and send us messages and stuff so like really big big sending big love out to everyone yeah and, thank
0: you so much
1: yeah, and if you're immediately concerned about your drinking then do um you know the gp or soberistas has asked the doctor confidential service um alcohol change has agencies of local support and obviously there's all the online forums just to make connection and reach out and get support you are not alone lots of us out here. <laughs> okay, yeah. bye, and have a good Bye-bye. time. Bye bye. Bye bye.